All right, welcome back everybody. You know why you're here. Uh, so much, so much, so much to talk about. Um, and let's get right to it. So uh, this is a continuation of the discussion that we, where we just sort of left off uh, last time and uh, some big to news. To be continued. To be continued. Uh, so let's dive into another big topic that's aff uh, affecting everyone uh, in the industry. And that is the recent announcement, not so recent announcement, but it's kind of hard to not sort of keep thinking about it and talking about it. And that is the changes uh, that are coming to Chrome and uh, supporting third party cookies. So let's start there. Yeah, I gotta say like, this is something that is at least top of mind to me because it's, I feel like this is something that we all read probably six months ago. Uh, but it started to trickle up to C-suite and trickle to salespeople. Like I think I'm all of a sudden, at least for me personally, I'm now getting uh, incoming asking for what is our POV on mm -hmm. getting rid, you know, on Google dropping cookies. And this feels like an insane moment because it's like, I don't know, Google said it's going to, it's not for two years in like ad tech time. That's like, you know, we age in dog years. That's like two lifetimes yeah. from now. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's, it feels like impossible to have a, a, a POV. I don't know about you, but this feels so similar to me to when we all learned that like Google was going to change from second uh, price auctions to first price auctions. And everyone was asking, so what, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and the smartest minds that I knew were all like, I don't know, we're going to find out. And that kind of yeah. feels like what this is like, I don't know. There's no, no one has an answer as far as I know of everyone who has an answer when you actually like dig into their tech, yeah. they're still using cookies. So yeah, like, absolutely. I don't know. No, I mean, there's literally some, there's literally some co companies that just like, that's all they do. Right. right? So it, it's, it's interesting to sort of think about, um, you know, this, I don't know. I can't even say pivot, you know, this is, this is a, this is a big change, you know? So, it but I will foundational say foundational to how programmatic is purchased right now. It is foundational yep. to how everything, like everything from as basic as frequency caps to like really intense demographic targeting. It's all based I, on this. I, I will say uh, it is good though, to see like a lot of discussion around it. So there's some great threads that are out there. Um, I, I think there's a, a lot of speculation, which is obviously really important. So we're trying to figure out what's going on. But then there's a lot of sort of um, areas where folks are pointing out what, um, what it will mean, you know, for, 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 for some businesses. And, and obviously that's a lot of change. But um, let me ask you your opinion on this, because, you know, this, this is fairly recent news, um, just a couple months old. But don't you feel like we could have now that we know this is happening, like almost take a giant step back two years ago and almost take a look at, you know, what happened with ITP and start to think about, uh, oh, you know, what like, happened, you know, there. App, Apple tried to do this. This is exactly what they were going for. And this is what they're like slowly leading Yeller behind the barn to let us know what was going to happen. Like it's, this we shouldn't be surprised by it but if there's anything i know about ad tech it's that we're surprised by everything and we don't do anything about something till the last possible moment look at gdpr look at ccpa uh i don't know about most of you but i know for us we didn't get legal ccpa information 
which we got ours the exact same time as, as every large publisher, more than 96 hours before jump. Like it's, uh, it feels like this is probably too important to do in that level. Mm -hmm. Like there's probably gonna have to be something. But I know, yeah. like all I know is at the stage in all of this we are is hucksters are talking about their non-cookie non things. Uh, but everyone is still using cookies. Um, so it's, yeah, should we have known about this beforehand? Absolutely. Is it pretty on brand for ad tech to have not done anything about it and to be freaking out? Yeah. Also, yes. <laughs> so here's, here's some good news for some, um, some other shows coming up. Uh, we're going to have some great guests to actually talk about yes. it. We're going to have, we're going to have some great guests from the publisher side. We're going to make smarter people from, answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll have uh, some folks from the buy side and we'll have some folks from the tech side to sort of unpack it all. So, uh, I think that that'll be really exciting for everybody watching and listening to to understand that's coming up too. So, um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's kind of interesting to sort of think also about uh, there's so much we don't know, right? So it's hard to think, form perspective. Where do you think right? we're gonna go? I don't know. Where do you think we're um, gonna go? Sorry to interrupt you, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think the the easy answer is contextual targeting. I I gave yeah. the easy answer a while back. Uh, there, you know, uh, what's his name that did? Is it Yieldbot? Uh, that was all contextual yeah, targeting. Yeah. Uh, is so, probably feeling pretty smart right now, but like, <laughs> do buyers actually want contextual? Because like, sure, they kind of want contextual, but then they want to make sure they're hitting a household income of a hundred thousand plus and uh, financial assets above five million and yada yada yada. And not unless you are like, but three sites, you don't have a contextual targeting segment that fits that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting that it, I feel like most of what we see is going to be compiling three or four sort of solutions all at one time, you know? And so part of it's contextual, right? Part of it is uh, building your own ID if you don't have that, right? Uh, part of that is uh, enabling more of what you already have if you've got something that's sexy in the form of data, right? Uh, building segments, I mean, you know, so it's gonna be a combination of things. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, I, I, I think that's really hard to orchestrate all those things at one time. Quite honestly, you, you know, because some, some of those things people have been trying to do for some time and never really gained traction, you know. Do you think any of the identity solutions out there are the answer? I think it'll become more real and folks who didn't get along and or not get along, but didn't come together more will have to. They will absolutely have to because I think that's the challenge, right? Any of the identity solutions and let's break it down first. Let's talk about maybe some of the consortium attempts, you know, by some of the larger uh, partners where it makes sense for that to happen. Up to this point, the reality is kind of like they're all independent businesses, right? So it's sort of hard to come together and really say, hey, yeah, we're going to come together, you know? Uh, but I'm, I think that will have still, to happen, you know? I must be, uh, like, I'm particularly dense around this. I don't actually, I don't know that much around identity, so that's why I can't wait to, like, really make a smart person explain it to me. Um, not that you're not. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> That's why we have guests. <laughs> uh, but... I, I still don't understand how a consortium, how that doesn't, like, how, how is that not a third party cookie in the yeah. end? Like if I, if data that is brought, that is acquired on some other publishers 
uh, that's a part of the consortium's site yeah. and that I then get to use. How is that not third-party data? I, don't I mean, know I think that's, that's the problem is it is right now, right? Like literally what they were saying they would do is kind of give you another version of that third-party cookie, basically. Well, and the, yeah, they also have they use so. like local storage, but then, you know, ITP, like then that's just one more ITP feature away from going away. Also, they use yeah. like local storage plus a cookie still to set, like none of that <laughs> makes, like, again, there's always a cookie. Uh, yeah. So then follow-up question like is there is there a world where you need dmps yeah look at and that. like does it cut out one leg of what cdp's growth you know forecasted growth is expected to be because they're all expecting to just eat up the dmp pool plus all of this yeah, other right. stuff all but yeah. like can they do that can they eat it's the interesting because because man the dmps were sort of just like on life support you know and then yeah. CDPs were yeah, like, well, ah, ha, here we go, right? <laughs> the next yeah, thing well, you know. CDPs yeah. were like gonna eat their lunch and then, you know, <laughs> then permutive came out of nowhere and then we right, got right. all in its is about permutive because they were lying or maybe not lying. I don't know, again, I'm not smart <laughs> in this whole space to figure out who's lying or who's telling the truth. But it's, I don't know, this whole space, yeah. it, feel, it feels crazy that this is, this underpins everything in that you and I've been doing for 10, 15 years each. Yeah. And that between the two of us, we probably can't scrape together a coherent answer. And, and I think that's a lot of people, right? What's interesting though, is I think a lot of the companies that we have worked with for so long and been helpful um, are, are actually going to probably be part of the solution set again, just in a different way, you know? And so you're being positive. Yeah. Well, well, you know, it's weird. It's like, uh, we have to have somebody sort of help us do it. Right. And so like, uh, actually, you know, I just wrote about that recently. I, I, I think, I think that we're going to find that we're going to be, uh, having to have to sort of rely on some of those partners again, because the reality is like not, not a lot of publishers and we speak a lot mainly from the supply side and from the publisher yeah. side that, that we're not really tech companies, you know? And so, you know, and, and that's, that's where, um, you know, the tech companies can step up and really be helpful. Um, Some but, are you know, a lot of, a lot of like getting very he's shaking right now in anger. <laughs> but, but you know, our, but the same is true of like our, our, our sort of like buy side partners, right? They're not really tech companies, you know, some of the, the buying platforms are right. But like in terms of the, the brands and the advertisers, whether you're doing it in house or whether you're an agency or, or anything one like that, like you're not a tech company either. Right. So uh, it, it's just fascinating to see how this is going to have what 18 months to play out. Right. I mean, you know, we see 24, but really things start it, happening. It, it, sooner, 18 months, but you know, we might be, it might be, who knows? Google, yeah. Google's going to delay it as long as it takes for Google to have an answer to it, but they already have an answer to it because they have your Gmail login. So as long as you're <laughs> Google sign in to do Google search, you're going to, we're just caught in the middle. Oh, we're, like we're just, I think we've just always been the emperor's new clothes. We just like are now really starting to realize it, or at least that maybe they're rubbing our noses in it. I don't know. Um, okay. So well, let's I, go. I, I, yeah. I was going to say, I have a feeling, you know, the thing is like, you got to try to have some sort of a plan. Right. And yeah, you, I think, but like, I think the where plan do you is go? four or where five. Do you set, yeah, I think, yeah, where do you I set your the, chips? Yeah, I think the, the, the plan is you got to do a little bit of everything that makes sense, right? And then from there, from there, it sort of the plan thins out and, and starts to become better. But, um, but it's really hard to, to try to have all the answers. You just know that there's at least four or five paths you have to go down and start 
start making moves down those paths. Because there's a lot of folks out there who are just going to be frozen in fear and have no plan. And that's a bad thing, you know? It, it feels like at most right now, you can put plans in light pencil. Because like right now, you still are answering the quarterly RFP cycle. I mean, God willing, considering the situation. But, mm-hmm. um, and that is still coming from brands that have some of, I must say, the either saddest or funniest uh, uh, audience segment requests I've ever read in my life. Um, none of which are possible without third party. Like even, yeah. even someone with a very rich first party uh, can't hit so, some of these things without an enrichment of third party yeah. of which I have not ha- I have not seen a compelling case to be made that most third party isn't total garbage but um, it's possible that it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, so, so it's interesting, right? So like with what you're talking about is like, I mean, there's some aspects where, you know, maybe, maybe so much of the business being powered by a third party cookie is actually not all bad, you know, because if we start thinking about, um, you know, sort of some of the changes that are going to happen, I, it's going to force advertising to kind of get real dumb in some areas too. You know, it's gonna, this is this is my concern. Know? My concern is actually that because someone someone tried to make the case that this was good for publishers, but like I don't believe that because like this is the same reason that I'm concerned about publishers saying that we need an identity solution mm. to match Talk about one that of for fa- a second. to match yeah. one of Facebook uh, because like sure it would be nice but like no we're never gonna we, we can't that's not that is we are waging a war on Facebook's strategic advantage. And it feels like you're just waging one to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, the war I want to wage with Facebook is whether they are properly valuing my content, gotcha. uh, whether my yeah. content is what's making their lifeblood. Like mm-hmm. that's a war that I think we as publishers can win on whether our audience, like we can come up with a technical solution to match theirs for audience targeting. There's no chance. <laughs> Like it's, yes, it's laughable. It's, uh, and so this, this notion that like, we're going to come up with some solution that works on the top thousand websites, like, or that like, no. And also if like, if this were to all go away today, buyers would spend the exact same amount of money. They would just shift even more to Walt Gardens who can still very easily take your, that of CRM data, match it against their, whatever they have, and boom, you can still get a targeting. Like you can still get all the first party targeting or, or you know, rich targeting that you want from Amazon, Google, and Facebook, period. Like depending on who you are as an, as an advertiser, the, between those three companies, you can do everything you want and not like if the cookie died, it wouldn't, it wouldn't affect you one bit. It wouldn't affect those companies one bit. It would just increase share a little bit more. Um, and that's kind of my concern here is that like, yeah that's all this does. And that's kind of exactly what Google was trying to do. It's not what Apple was trying to do. I think Apple thought they were going to, you know, like stick one to Google, but more regulation only helps the people with the resources to fight. Still working work on around it. Still resume. working on it. <laughs> like let's, let's, again, I think the, the battle for us to wage against two of those at, at the very least is that our content is what makes the reason that your company is valued at what it is and makes the revenue it does is because of us. Without us, you are have a lesser product. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think, I think we have a leg to stand on there. Uh, 
I don't think we want to battle over who has better audience or who has better tech. Like mm. that's, that's not our thing. Oh, you don't have yeah. more engineers? You can't. <laughs> like more engineers, more resources. They have yeah. more like they, they, they've spent their entire lives are based on this. Yeah. Google and Facebook both make it more, more than 90% of their revenue from advertising. Like this is their So, so what's interesting is we're, we're talking about, you know, um, that is like, you know, you hear a lot of discussion around the value of probabilistic you know, data versus deterministic data and probabilistics bad. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on, on, on that? I mean, I think we're rearranging ship, uh, a chairs in the Titanic, but wow, that was easy for me to say. Uh, I think we're rearranging <laughs> chairs in the Titanic, but uh, I, think the, I think there are such few people that have deterministic data that, they, that like they will, the people that are touting deterministic data aren't talking about their lookalike segments. Uh, and the people that are, uh, honestly, the people that are trying to sell probabilistic data are just the rest of the world. <laughs> uh, I think I would, I think the majority of what anyone buys when they buy an audience segment is probabilistic data, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you like know the truth of it or not, it's that, um, so if there is any value in it, yeah, I don't know. This is where I'm, this is where your optimism and my cynicism polarize in a very extreme way. That's I am right. so right. cynical about audience data yeah. because every time I've had a peek behind the curtain, it has felt like I have seen like chaos. Um, it, it's never, been something that has instilled confidence in me in which someone's like no here let me show you all of these case studies of firm scientific rigor that we have done that shows an uplift of x y or z it's like oh no no we have a gap in measurement over here because we can't see like youtube people and then we have uh, gaps over here because like we didn't really get a true control so like we think we did this you know because attribution is a mess on top of targeting on top of everything else it just feels like mm -hmm. It feels like everyone that sells audience data is selling my hopes and dreams. Mm. I mean, well, I know there are well. people, I, I, I can't wait to get like Jana on here because she very much disagrees with me and has told me many times to my face I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, she's coming. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, that's kind of my stance. How about yours? Yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, there's a, there's a balance between sort of both, right? You know, so um, I, I think there's a lot of talk about some of that changing, but I, I'm thinking that a lot won't change, you know? It's just, just what's going to happen, you know? So yeah, um, instead of using one technology, we'll use a slightly different one. But the promise yeah, is it you know, be the same? Just, yeah, pretty much, pretty much so. But we'll see, TBD. So much to cover. What else we got? That's, that's a cynical optimism right there. Um, <laughs> the next is one uh, that I'm super interested in talking to some of the people around it, but uh, it's been hot, on, like top of my mind for probably the last 12 months. It is this notion of buyers finally waking up to SPO. Because uh, SPO originally started as actually sort of a ad tech thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure Nexus did it. 
Brian O'Kelly finally like gave it a name, I want to say in like 2017, but it was originally just like how they um, identified exchanges. So how their DSP identified exchanges that claimed to be selling in second party, but actually were messing with the auction and selling in first party. Uh, that was, it was their way of finding very inefficient buying paths based on comparing it to everything else. Uh, since then, it is still that same premise, uh, which is to winnow away inefficient buying paths. Uh, but it feels like something that buyers have not woken up to. I was in a, uh, at a, a publisher and buy side event last year around this time in which the majority, it was, it was being presented as a newfound thing to buyers to not select all exchanges when coming up with their tactics. And I remember myself and all of the publishers in the room were aghast, appalled, because we've literally, I mean, we've been thinking about this for a very long time. The difference between a tier one, like there was a, a Reddit and there probably is Google doc going around a while back in which exchanges were rated from like tier one to tier six. Uh, so we've had this knowledge of the difference between like really good supply versus kind of okay versus, you know, uh, but it feels like buyers are just waking up to this. And when I say, like the buyers in the room spent billions of dollars a year. Uh, so I know you, you have a little more information about this, but Jounce and someone else recently put out something around yeah. resellers and SPO. Walk me through that a bit. Um, so uh, some great research put out by some great companies that really were examining, you know, uh, all the different paths to supply and trying to explain that basically um, there's still a whole lot of paths to supply, you know? And so I think on average, it was about 20 different supply paths uh, was the average. For any one uh, site? To, uh, to, to a site. So, you know, with that being said, you know, um, it, it's interesting because I think, you know, buyers are, are still continuing to, to use these multiple paths. So. Uh, it looks like there's, there's, there's more to come there, but um, just the research I think is really helpful being able to sort of compile it, distill it, and then sort of examine it. Um, because well, like, as you were saying, I mean, there's, there's like 80, 80 plus exchanges, you know, that, that, that are out there, right? So you, you have to sort of think about like who you're working with, why, uh, but well, then also- And you know, when talking the, about paths, there's path. like- like even we're a very legitimate operation. We do not allow our, our only resellers are literally a rep firm that handles a certain geography. So like a true understanding of a reseller versus uh, something else. So everything, all of our other paths are direct. And yet still, if you were to, there are certain exchanges that there are three paths to them on our site. Uh, so it's not like, it's super interesting to me that there's a technological, like, if you're using uh, EBDA or open bidding, whatever Google's calling now, yeah. if you're using Amazon's <laughs> TAM or UAM, and if you're using prebid or index or any of the other wrappers, that's three paths where you can have like, these can all be very legitimate, but also they ha are very different. The, you know, the Google open bidding has its own thing with like speed requirements and they happen, they seem to be very, very good on AMP pages, but that's primarily what you're buying with that is you're buying AMP traffic uh, versus, but I guess now with the recent changes, 
you're kind of getting extra signals with the minimum bid to win and all of that. So maybe it's going to get better. Who knows? Uh, Amazon is server to server. So you're going to, in the same way as open bidding, you kind of lose a bit of the match right there. Um, and then there's pre-bid, which in theory should be the best uh, because it's on the page, all of these other things. Um, but this, I mean, I, I look forward to having a conversation with someone about this, but to, to me, this is my biggest like existential crisis for publishers is if the buy side ever figures out concurrency, ever can like dedupe requests and realize that like the 14 or so or the 21 in, uh, in the case of the research you showed requests are actually four. Like what? what happens to publishers? What happens to my bid density? Because like, it feels like a lot of that is artificial and inflated, but I don't know of a better way to do it. Like I genuinely don't like, it feels like we're gonna start running into weird things there when we start playing with that. Also SPO is, is starting to get new because there's this like new thing that exchanges are doing. I still don't understand it exchanges are signing SPO agreements with DSPs. What does that mean? How do you, how do you preordain an SPO? The whole point of SPO is that it's supposed to like be different for every campaign and every buyer and yada, 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 and just be like based on, you know, all uh, statistical rigor, but you're just going to agree with well, an exchange. Well, I think also we, we forget with the, all the different layers of complexity, right? The reality is that people want to keep it easy and simple. Right? Yeah, well, so I mean, like... it goes back to the old system. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying this is occurring. <laughs> there was a very old system of kickbacks and refunds going to agencies. Yeah. So agencies could show clients that they were only charging X, but actually still make margin on it, uh, especially every time they went in review and they compressed their margin from 15% to 12.5%. So then agency who still needed that 15% would turn around and figure out a way to get two or 3% kickback elsewhere. This feels like there's there, if that's not occurring, there's definitely an opportunity for that to occur here. It, it keeps it easy. Keeps it. Simple. Yeah. It makes it real. Like, you know, that's <laughs> someone, you know, accidentally leaves a briefcase somewhere full of money. Hey, <laughs> or I don't know. If you're high enough up at an agency, you get invited to some canned stuff, some, you know, some real nice places and you might pick that one over the other one. Again, not saying this happens. It just feels like it's ripe for that to occur. Mm -hmm. Makes um, sense. Makes sense. Well, what else do we have to cover? Uh, Honestly, that's all I have for now. Uh, I could really like uh, any one of these I would love to dig into and I'm looking very forward to uh, Eric, if you don't know this, for all that I am or have done, I know very few people in this industry. I feel like I know at best, I know like a dozen, maybe two dozen. Uh, Eric, on the other hand, can give you the lineage of any of hundreds of people in this industry and knows where they were beforehand. They're all big hitters to him. If you ever talk to Eric, it's, it's I, oh uh, yeah, they, they were- it's his, way of, it's his nice way of saying I'm old. <laughs> no, I don't think no, you're much no, older no. than me. No, you're, I'm just you're, kidding. You're no, sales, no. I'm he, nah, He's saying I talk to a lot of people. No. You talk a lot, but, uh, that's what I'm saying. No, we're, we're, 
That's true. That's true. Uh, so we'll we'll uh, we'll be able to talk, touch on some more of those subjects a little bit later. So thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll keep the conversation going. See, enjoyed your extra special second first episode. So got that going for you. All right. Thank you, everyone.